This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by Try Best, making healthy living easy. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, hello, I'm Steve Prusak. Welcome to the show. We've got Gina Bonanno-Limos here, founder of 360 Health Connection, the award-winning author of What the Fork, The Secret Cause of Disease, and popular ebook, 13 Steps to a Cancer-Free Kitchen. She's going to be here on the show. So get yourself some water, some tea, or juice. We'll be back right after this with Gina Bonanno Limos. Hi, this is Steve, and getting off sugar changed my life. I get the juices in, but I'm still having issues. I want to help you get off sugar with Sugar Busters. It's our six-week easy sugar detox program designed for getting lean and a new healthy you. Find out more about it at JuiceGuruTribe.com. That's our Facebook community where we're talking about it, we're promoting it. So go to JuiceGuruTribe.com and find out how to get in on Sugar Busters. Join the tribe. Transform your life. I'm excited to connect with you. JuiceGuruTribe.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm Steve Prusak. So happy to be with you. Hello, everyone. Our live audience here with us behind the scenes. Thanks for being here. I'm Steve Prusak. And it's a great topic. We're talking with Gina Bonanno-Limos, How the Microwave Destroyed Human Health. Thousands of interviews never really talked about this, and it's so important. Gina, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Well, it's a rather humid day here in California, but thank you for taking the time to... To, to dust off and join us. <laughs> Boy, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if the words dust off, but, I, but hey, I said it. But anyway, thank you. <laughs> and you're doing incredible work there. Let, let, let's dive into this, though, the microwave oven. Everyone's always asking about them. Are they safe? And it's just so easy to prepare food. Um, what are some of the issues with microwave ovens? I'm going to talk a little about your background, how you got into all this. So, Let's start with that. How did you get into all this? Let's talk a little about your journey, which I know you share in your book. I loved your book. Um, you. Can you share a little about your journey, how you got into all this, the work that you're doing now? Yeah, I actually um, spent decades just being sick and not finding answers in conventional medicine or actually even with holistic doctors. And um, a friend of mine shared with me that she became vegan and I thought she was nuts. <laughs> and then I found out that she actually cured her heart disease by going vegan. And her boyfriend also had severe um, diabetes, uh, type 2 diabetes, was taking insulin every day. And he cured his diabetes by going vegan, lost a bunch of weight. Um, it also cured up her eczema. So it caught my attention and, you know, long story short, after much <laughs> kind of in, kind of out and doing a lot of research, the science was really clear. Um, and what really cinched it for me was the animal cruelty side of things. Uh, that really pushed me over the edge. That was, you know, the final straw. And within months of going plant-based, all of my health issues basically vanished. I mean, allergies, asthma, chronic sinus infections, cystic acne, you know, all kinds of stuff that nothing was really life-threatening, but it really was life-altering in that it changed the way I lived my life, what I could and couldn't do, where I could go, where I couldn't, you know, what I wore on a daily basis, um, and just 
you know, self-esteem, of course, <laughs> and, and not having energy to, to do the things that I really wanted to do with my life and be there for my family in the way that I wanted to be. So that really was the impetus was just me seeing this huge change, this monumental change in my health within such a short period of time. So I went back to school, got certified in integrative nutrition, and then I went on to get certified in vegan nutrition and, and wrote my book, started my company, and here I am. <laughs> and I know you, you get the juices in there too, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a big change. Your book really set me on the path. Um, I, I now just cannot live without my juices. <laughs> yeah, we, so. we've, we've got to get you as a certified juice therapist. You'd be yeah. perfect to uh, ignite the revolution along with us. Oh, I would love but, that. But an amazing journey and great lessons along the way. Eye opening, as we know, when we dive mm-hmm. into this lifestyle, how much is being hidden from us. And, and what was that like for you to find out the truth and being a mom and wanting to educate your family about this? How did that journey mm-hmm. go for you? You know, it, it was as I'm sure, you know, you've had the same experience. It's bittersweet. It's like you, you're so excited, but then you realize what you've been putting in your children for decades. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, it's well, yeah, and what we were putting in ourselves, what we were putting right. in ourselves for decades too. Right. Right. Yeah. But as a parent, you know, you, I almost think, and I don't know if this is the, this way with everybody, but I, I care more about what I'm giving my kids, you know, (laughs) it's like, gosh, they're just starting life and I'm supposed to take care of them and I'm supposed to look out for them and protect them from all the bad stuff. And here I thought I was doing what was right because I was eating what everybody always said was healthy. I, you know, everybody thinks, oh, when they hear my story, oh, you must have been eating like the sad diet, standard American diet. And that wasn't actually the case. I was really into health and fitness and working out every day. So I was eating chicken and turkey and fish and whole grains, you know, never the the processed refined carbohydrates, always a fruit or vegetable with every meal. So I thought I was doing the right thing. I was doing what the experts said was healthy, but I was still sick all the time. So yeah. All all those... uh, Health magazines and everything, mm-hmm. you know, the bodybuilding or whatever, the fitness, oh, yeah. all that's what they say was the best way to go. Yep. So what about the microwave oven? What, what's the problems with the microwave oven so people are aware of, you know, the issues? Well, the, the title of my talk is a little deceiving. <laughs> um, yes, there, there are issues with the microwave oven. I mean, it, there are studies showing that it does give off some radiation and um, it does change the molecular structure of food in a way that makes it at minimum not nutritious, you know, no longer nutritious, but at worst, um, carcinogenic and, and, you know, pollutes your body full of toxins. But what I really meant in the title of my talk more was that our society has become this, you know, instant gratification society. Um, and when this really hit me was, believe it or not, one day, one of my kids, my, my oldest, my son, when he was a teenager, he came in and he was trying to get a hold of a friend and he said, you know, I've been calling, but the phone's making a really weird noise. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, it just keeps going, eh, eh. 
eh, and I'm like, oh my God, that's a busy signal, <laughs> you know? And it hit me in that moment. Our kids have never heard a busy signal. They've never had to wait for anything. They have that instant gratification. And even, you know, at our age, because I think you and I are about the same age, you know, in our 40s, we've even grown up, you know, I started thinking back to like, when did this happen, you know, and how has this affected the way we live our lives and how we look at things and especially health, because of course, I'm so focused on, you know, health issues. But I realized you can really trace it back to the microwave. That's when things started to become, I want it and I want it right now. And I don't want to have to wait. And, you know, technology just gave us so much so that we don't have to wait anymore. You know, it's kind of like when you think about it, it was like the first smartphone. You were pressing the buttons on there and hitting go. It was like your first app was a microwave, Mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And, And it just we kept developing more and more technology to where people wanted that instant gratification. And I think that that has really translated into our health system or really our sick system um, because people don't want to have to wait. You know, I, I talk to people all the time when I speak at events or, you know, when I used to coach people and they want that quick fix. They want to go to the doctor and get a pill and They almost don't care that they're not curing themselves, that they're just covering up symptoms. And it's really sad because it always leads to more health issues. There's always, you know, drawbacks. There's always side effects to every medication. But trying to get through to people and explaining to them, look, you didn't get sick overnight. You may now just be experiencing a symptoms, right? Like, It takes on average about 10 to 15 years from the time you start developing cancer to the time you actually have the symptoms of cancer or a visible tumor. So you didn't get sick overnight. You're not going to get healthy overnight. You can start feeling better really quick, but to really get over a very serious health issue like heart disease or cancer or diabetes or anything else, it's going to take a little bit of time. And people just don't want to wait for that anymore. And I, I think it's really sad. I think it's really cost our country um, and, and around the world, you know, the, the countries who have adopted our way of eating, um, they're kind of in the same boat. So sort so, of like a quick fix, you know, society we're living in, a, a little bit of a disconnect with the mm-hmm. digital devices and 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 less face to face interaction and getting in there and, and building community the way we used to when we were kids. Right, right, yeah, and that's a big part of health. I mean, if you look at the blue zones where they studied, you know, and, and distilled it down to, I think it was what seven different uh, tenets of people who live up to and over a hundred years old without any disease. Uh, one of those tenets was social interaction, you know, having a, having community and having family and yeah, everybody's really just wanting to, you know, get in, get out, <laughs> you know, even when they go to the doctor. And I, I know a lot of people say, well, doctors don't have a lot of time to spend with people anymore. And that is true, you know, because of health insurance, but I found that the patients don't really want to spend the time either. 
You know, they, they really don't want to talk about diet, exercise, you know, they, they just give me a pill, doc, give me a prescription, let me be on my way, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, and I also hear the same thing, studies that say attention spans, we have like the attention span of a goldfish now, our attention spans have really gone down as a society at this point. Yeah, I believe it. It's, Are you guys still sad. tuned in? Are you, anybody still yeah. listening out there? <laughs> I have to keep the shows really short, Gina. We got to, you yep. know, we got to match it. <laughs> it's right. crazy. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom, though. I mean, people need to know that they, they need to mm-hmm. wake up. I mean, the first thing we're saying is wake up to this, right? Wake up right. to what's going on around us so we can start to change because these, these aren't healthy patterns. None of what you're talking about. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, Dr. Phil always says that you can't change what you don't acknowledge. So the first thing we need to do is acknowledge that we have this issue. Acknowledge that we are really just not looking at it in the right way that we, we don't want to just, you know, I think a, a lot of doctors use that analogy um, that if a, a light was flashing on your dashboard, telling you there's something wrong with your engine, you wouldn't take a hammer and, you know, <laughs> smash it so that it doesn't light up anymore. You'd figure out what's wrong with the car. <laughs> so, and it's very true. You know, we need to look at our bodies as a, as a machine, because that's really what it is, a machine that's run autopilot, and it it can only function as well as what food we're giving it, or, you know, to use the car analogy, what gasoline we're putting in it. You know, you wouldn't take a, a car and put sugar water in the tank, because we all know it's not going to run. But yet we think that we can do that with our bodies and they're just going to keep going and going because we haven't collapsed. And, you know, as they say, the absence of, um, you know, the, the absence of illness doesn't mean that there's no disease. It, it just hasn't shown its face yet. It hasn't materialized. So, yeah, people need to realize, you know, number one, prevention. Prevention is absolutely key. But once you have something, you've got to take the time. If you really want to get over it and you don't want to end up with additional health issues, you've got to take the time and care. And, you know, as I said um, in my notes to you, it's one of the most selfless things we can do. Because when, you know, if you think about it, when you have a family member that you really love and they're ill, or, you know, God forbid they have a very serious life-threatening disease, as I have in my family right now, it takes the attention of everyone in the family. And it doesn't allow you to live and do the things that you need to do. You know, I'm, I'm in that boat right now. I've got a, a mom with stage four cancer, and I'm, you know, kind of debating, do I, um, you know, do I schedule a, a second health conference for this upcoming year, you know, what if something happens to her? It's like, it affects everyone in the family. And, you know, especially, and if you've got young children, it affects them. So it's really one of the selfless things that you can do is to take care of yourself so that you can be there for your family, so that you don't have to you know, burden them with a, and I hate to use that word because it sounds cold, but, you know, you don't want to stress them out. You don't want them worried about you 24 seven. 
and not sleeping at night, and <laughs> you know. So, yeah, for all the moms out there who think that it's selfish, it, it's totally the opposite. So, as you, yeah, and I can relate to that. I've had family members. My dad had a heart attack a few months ago. So, like, I understand. Yeah. Now we finally got the juices in them, you know. Oh, good. But that's what it took. You know, we want to yeah. inspire our friends and family and get this message out there. So if you're listening, share this interview, share this knowledge so we can inspire more people. So, Gina, as you took the journey and you made these changes, what else did you notice? Were there any regrets? What were some of the pitfalls and stumbling blocks as you started to eat plant foods and drink juices and things like that? Any regrets? You know, the honestly, the only regret I've ever had is that I didn't wake up to it sooner. I really, I regret being so stubborn and closed-minded because I, of course, I had heard about a plant-based diet earlier in life, but I really didn't look into it. I thought that it was just, you know, some crazy <laughs> thing that, that, you know, people do when they don't understand nutrition. <laughs> and so I, I didn't take the time. And so I really wish I had opened my heart and my mind sooner. Um, but that's the only regret I have ever had. And, um, you know, as far as stumbling blocks, I, I really didn't have a lot. Of course, my, I had to get my family to open up to it a little bit, but once they saw my health completely turn around, that really opened their hearts and minds. So, um, that I would say was probably one of the initial ones. And then of course, you know, knowing what to do, <laughs> just knowing what to eat. Like, oh my gosh, it was so different because like I said, as I got older, I started to eat quote unquote healthy. Um, but when I was younger, I ate anything and everything. I grew up in my parents' Italian deli. So we ate whatever. Wait, what did you say? Was it a deli you said? Yeah. Yeah, my family had a deli for about a dozen years. And so, yeah, <laughs> talk about a meat-based diet. Yeah, so I did, I did not grow up anywhere near a plant-based diet. But, um, yeah, just figuring it all out, you know, trying to piece it all together. I, I just, I only had that one friend who's plant-based and I didn't want to bug her too much. So I was trying to figure it out all on my own. Um, which is why I created, you know, my training program and my conference, because I wanted to give people, you know, a real step-by-step plan and everything that I wished I had had. Yeah. Let's talk a little about that. Cause we were, Julie and I were lucky to be part of your conference. I yeah. love that, how that just kind of manifested and, um, and love the work you're doing. So can you share that with our listeners, all the incredible things you're up to right now? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I, I just had the, um, two day, two day plant-based conference in May. Uh, it was by all accounts a big success. Everybody who, who came just loved it and, um, gave me really great reviews can't wait to come back for the next one in 2019. So I'm looking to keep this going as an annual thing. But uh, where it's different than most conferences is that it's more geared towards actual training versus the rah-rah, you know, motivation. Here's why you should do it. We're actually showing people how to do it. And they go home and they all get recipes for a full month. They get training guides. They get how-to books you know, how to order in any restaurant, um, you know, sample ideas of meals that they can order when they're out with friends and family. And um, yeah, so I, I wanted it to be really 
different. I wanted it to be fun. So we had the Saturday night dance party, <laughs> you know, they had the, we did the yoga class on Sunday morning. And so, yeah, we had vendors there selling really great stuff, had a lot of great vendors, but um, looking to do that again, probably first weekend of April of 2019. Nice. And so. what's the best way for our, because the, again, the name of the book is What the Fork, The Secret Cause of Disease. And um, that's available up on Amazon, but what's the best way for our, our listeners or viewers to, to follow the work you're doing and check out the um, upcoming conference and all? Sure. They can go to my website, which is 360healthconnection.com, and it's the numerals 360healthconnection.com. Um, they can sign up to get my free uh, ebook, The 13 Steps to a Cancer-Free Kitchen. They'll be put on my mailing list, and I'll be sending out you know, some save the date emails and some early bird specials that are going to be phenomenal. (laughs) So people definitely do not want to miss that. Um, But yeah, that's, that's probably the best way. And then if they want to reach me on social media, Facebook, they can get me at 360 health connection um, on Instagram. Uh, Those are the two that I'm really on quite, quite a bit. Instagram. I'm at my full name, Gina Bonanno Lemos. So Love it. I love, and this is a great talk. I love the way you tied in the attention with microwaves, with health, with everything being connected. That's great. So Gina, anything we didn't touch on that you wanted to share before we close out the uh, iHeartRadio portion of the show and take questions from our studio audience here? Um, I think we, I think we covered pretty much everything. Okay. Any, so then I'll say any final words of advice for those that are on the fence, they're drinking their juices, they're, you know, they're kind of, um, they're hearing about these other diets like paleo or keto or these crazy mm-hmm. diets out there and seeing people losing weight, but dying young, you know, like right, right. any final words of advice to clear the way, because you know, it's a world of confusion out there when it comes to what oh, we right. should be eating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know paleo and keto are really popular right now. And, you know, I, I'm along the lines of thinking with uh, Dr. John McDougall, he always says people love to hear good things about their bad, <laughs> bad choices. Um, <laughs> good one. And I, I, I think that's that kind of sums up keto and paleo. But uh, once you understand the science of it, you, you understand that you may lose weight. But what it's doing to your body internally, what it's doing to your microbiome and your gut, what it's doing to um, your arteries, what it's doing to your epigenetics, uh, you know, that's a, something that I'm really passionate about is epigenetics and how, how things, our lifestyle choices and our environmental toxins affect us on a genetic level and change how our genes express themselves. Um, once you understand that, you understand that there's no way long term paleo and keto could ever be healthy. Uh, and I, as I typically tell people, and it's a little harsh, but I say, you know, if you want to be a thin corpse, go for it. <laughs> you know, you will look great in your casket. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that is hard. That is <laughs> it's a little harsh. I know. I'm, I, I tell people I'm kind of the Dr. Phil of health. Um, I kind of tell it like it is. I, I don't pull any punches. I, I just, people's lives are at stake. You know, we, we can't afford 
really to, to, to play nice because there's forces on the other side who are fighting dirty and telling lies and, and misleading people. And, you know, sometimes you just got to shake people awake and, and, you know, and when you understand too, one thing I would tell people to look into if they really question whether or not paleo and keto are the way to go and, and whether or not they're legitimate is that they look into something called new 5GC which is a sugar molecule that we used to be able to process as humans, but we lost the ability somewhere around two to three million years ago. So we used to be meat eaters, but we have evolved. We actually lost the ability to process that sugar molecule that's found in every single animal food. And so what happens is our bodies actually react to that um, as an autoimmune response. So it goes into full-blown autoimmune response with inflammation and, you know, just all that damage. So we are not supposed to eat animals anymore. We, I believe we used to. I believe that our bodies used to be able to, but we, we're not supposed to anymore. Again, thank you again, Gina Bonanno-Limos. Thank you so much for being here on the show, the incredible work you're doing. We'll have the link up to your website at radio.com. So be sure to check out everything Gina's up to. Again, the book, What the Fork Recommended, I read it myself, highly recommended. It's on my list. Gina, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Steve. I'm Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juicegururadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.